Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Monty Franklin is joining us in the studio today. Hey, Hi. Monty. Hello. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Okay. So, we'll just we'll address the elephant in the room, or the kangaroo in the room, should I say. You're There's from Australia. Yes, correct. Where in Australia are Outback you Outback Steakhouse. Really? Yeah, it's a oh small part in Australia that you might not have heard of. Um, it's just near the Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, go on. I wanted to see how far he could take it. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. Um, I can't name a single menu item there, so you could have gone on for a while. Really? Yeah. I, I've been there once, actually. It was quite good. I was impressed. Um, it's nothing like Australia, by the way. It's just a mockery of my whole culture, but it was a, a, a nice meal that I had. So, if you were going to make an Australian-themed restaurant that were a little more accurate, what would it feature? What would well, it, the Australian yeah. national dish is a chicken parmigiana, which is stolen completely really? from the Italians. Oh, we have that here. Yeah, but not like we do it. We do How do it you do it? Better. <laughs> well, that's specific. Better, okay. No, it's um, there's there's a place around the corner from uh, my house where I grew up, and they have uh, 27 different varieties of parmigiana. So one of them is my favourite one is the Hawaiian one. So it's the it's the chicken, and you bread the chicken, crumb it, and then there's pineapple and avocado, and then sweet chili sauce, and then uh, what do you guys call it? A red sauce, like yeah. a yeah, yeah, like marinara. that marinara. Um, see, that's seafood in Australia. It's very confusing. And uh, and then you put ham and cheese. And so it's like a pizza on a chicken. And it's the best thing ever. So that's kind of what we pride ourselves on. The chicken parmigiana would be like the staple Australian menu item. That is so not how we do it. I know. At all. <laughs> like We'd, if I was presented with that, I would be like, no, I'm sorry. I know. I've made it for Americans before and they freak out and then eat it. And it's a full meal. Think about how much food that is on top of food that's already food. And it's, uh, it's a lot to take in. People laugh at us for the KFC Double Down, which is just a sandwich made of chicken. Yeah. I, I think we're being laughed at unfairly. Well... Look, this is a gourmet meal. This isn't your run-of-the-mill KFC drive-through double-down chicken f- fiesta. What you just said. Okay. This is a nice plated meal at your local pub that a lovely old lady cooks for you and says, "There's your parmesan like that," and gives it to you. And it's a very nice <laughs> thing to do. And you have eleven hundred beers with it. Oh, I'm and, on board with that. Yeah, and then it's a you know it's an experience. Okay. So that that would be the number one menu item. And uh, and then the eleven hundred hundred beers. That's that's the second menu item. I'm on board with. So I consider myself to be a bit of an ostrophile, mostly because. Um, ostrophile. What does that mean? You, I, oh, you grab Australians inappropriately. <laughs> that would be great. No, I just am. It sounds I'm illegal. Um, we'll say preoccupied. But I, I've always really appreciated the Australian mentality of like every day you're pledging for a frat. That's kind of what it feels like to me. <laughs> and I love it. What, you like getting hazed every day? Yeah. Well, I have. I do have a friend who's Australian and I, I just always think like, man, your life is a party. Yeah. But that is. Go to Australia. The whole place is, it has, it's a fun vibe. Everyone's on the beach. Everyone's drinking and outside and in the sun and enjoying themselves and. 
So uh, LA has to be a huge change for you. Well, LA is pretty good. LA is just everyone's so. I tell you what the difference is: is there's a, an uptightness that exists in LA where people want to be politically correct and everything that doesn't exist in Australia. So often people will come across. Uh, very inconsiderate or politically incorrect, but it's not because they genuinely think they just don't care. They'll say anything and they'll go, ah, oh, uh, oh, you've offended by that? Oh, well, sorry, and go on with their day. Like there's a, a laid backness in Australia that I think is what you're talking about with this sort of party mentality that that's a very appealing thing that I think a lot of the world needs to look at right now. Well, I'm getting deep, deep for the you morning. You are. But, I uh, love it. And I've never gone down this rabbit hole of keep going. <laughs> thing. Keep on going. But I do. I think. I think there's. I go home and everyone's just sort of very blasé about things. Not to the point where they're irresponsible, but to the point where they don't judge everyone at all. Like if you come through wearing a crazy clown outfit and look like a nutcase, everyone just goes, "Oh, all right, you're doing that. Okay." They don't have a judgment about you, and I think that comes from years and years of alcohol abuse. <laughs> okay, I mean, you are a colony of prisoners. That is. You didn't have much to start with. No. Well, we started with a nice, beautiful, big country and just a bunch of criminals running around starting. I always thought that was very strange that we were started by convicts, by criminals. It's like we're an island country, exactly like Alcatraz, like a prison. And then we were just set free on the world. Like all the prisoners from Alcatraz were just allowed to be set free into San Francisco and do whatever they wanted. And that's what Australians are doing now, just infiltrating into areas like Denver and doing comedy shows. And they're actually, they could just steal from you at any second because they've still got criminal blood running through their veins. So watch out. Yeah, it's genetic, right? It is. It is. It's a problem. Okay, well, I'll be a little more on guard with you now. I've already stolen from you. Have you now? <laughs> Good luck. I have terrible credit and no money. So enjoy. Damn it. I know. I know. Wrong American to target. Um, so, you know, how are you enjoying your transition to the United States? Obviously, you've been here for quite some time. but yeah, I've been here about five, six years. And uh, I love it. I love America. Okay? Americans are good people. I think you need to hear that right now. You're good people. And you're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. Thank you. You guys have your own problems too. <laughs> oh, everyone's got their own problems. It's great. It's, it's almost comforting to read foreign news reports because yeah. it's like, oh, everywhere sucks right Everywhere now. has dickheads. Yeah. Of course. They're everywhere. They're all over the place. There's no escaping dickheads. So, But the good thing about America and uh, is that I've spent time here, whereas a lot of people from overseas just have a perception of America from the Kardashians or from stuff that they see on TV. And I've come here and I've got to experience, I've been to 38 states in America and I've met people from all over. And what I love most about America is the individual people, Americans and their each story and everywhere has a different culture and a background. And individual American people are great. Once Americans get together as a big group and start voting, <laughs> then there's then there's issues. We're not really sure of what we're doing. As a bunch, we make poor decisions. No, but as individual people, I love Americans. I love going to different places and weird places like Dayton, Ohio, and very strange individuals around. Okay, where's the strangest place you've been in the states? Dayton, Ohio. Really? What made it so strange? No, I don't know. That that like I was actually in the supermarket and people. I was talking to my friend in the supermarket and people were stopping and staring. What is this? Who is this? 
what is it? And they made an announcement over the speaker that there was an Australian there. And no. Yeah, well, they were joking because I went up to them and I said, we're doing a comedy show and stuff. And they and then they said, there's a comedian here from Australia and we all just thought we'd let you know and stuff. I was like an absolute alien in this town. And all these people from the supermarket came out to the show. There was like 30 of them. And uh, they were all sitting up the front and thought it was hilarious. Uh, I just That was one of the strangest uh, encounters that I've had in America. And any time I go to some a small town like in the middle of nowhere and I walk into a gas station to get gas or something and, and I talk and they just look at me like, uh, what is this? Who is this person? I'd like – it's funny because Americans have one perspe- uh, um, perception of Australians and it's Crocodile Dundee and that's it. And so when I walk in, they go, oh, is he going to wrestle a crocodile? What's he going to do? And I rarely do that. I rarely wrestle a crocodile in a gas station. Just sometimes for fun and to play up (laughs) for for the audience of one. I think perhaps you're, you're, you may be misreading the looks because, oof, man. When I meet someone with an Australian accent, I'm sure the look that I express to them is just bewilderment. Yeah. But it's more like a... Oh my God, this is incredible. What's happening right now? Why? What is so good about the... I don't know. I think a lot of people will say it's the accent is like the most intriguing and just, yes, please, more. I I heard an interview about it once and someone broke it down to the fact that Australians talk um, with this certain melody, the way that our voice goes up and down and like that. It's very soothing, like a a sort of like a lullaby. That is what they said. Oh my God, yes. And so people... And I... I've never understood it because it's my accent and I don't get it. But when I'm around Americans for a long time and then I hear an Australian accent, I go, oh, and I get very excited. But that might just be nostalgia and me going, oh, it sounds like my mum. Where's my mummy? Like an yeah. idiot. But it, I get what people find intriguing about it because I really like hearing a, a fun Irish accent or a Scottish accent. And I go, oh, that sounds really cool. It's like a, a nice song, different melody than you used to. Um, hearing every day. So I think that's where that sort of comes from. I, I think it's just sort of an illusion. But it's a good one for it's a great me. One. You know, I'm thinking, because we were messing around on the piano in the studio a bit earlier. Oh, yeah, Neither I was of us so know good. how to play. No, oh, I was very, very good. Very, you were very, very good. I was exceptionally good. talented. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I think you need to, to record me a little lullaby so I can have both the lullaby accent and then, you know, okay, I can the actual do that. melody. I can do a lullaby ac- um, thing for you. Okay, great. What would you like me to do? I don't know. Do you want I me want to sing to the Vegemite song for you? There's a Vegemite song? There's a Vegemite song? I yes. have had Vegemite. I'm sorry, Barf. The greatest thing you've it's, ever had. It's, Correct. It's salty. Yeah, but you didn't grow up on it. I had it when I was six months old. You just you have to grow up on it. I think it's an acquired taste. It's terrible. I did not like it. Yeah, what did you scoop it out like with a spoon? You need to have it on white bread with a lot of butter. Yeah, I'll do it for you properly. Well, I'll bring some next time. Okay, all right. Please do. In the meantime, sing me the Vegemite song. Okay, you need to record this so you can have it as your phone ringtone. Okay, we're happy little Vegemites, as bright as bright can be. We all enjoy our Vegemite for breakfast, lunch, and tea. Our mothers say we're growing stronger every single week because we love our Vegemite. We all adore our Vegemite. It puts the rose in every cheek. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my new favorite song. That's our national anthem. Oh, Any Australians like who heard that right now would have teared up just a little bit. Well, I hope that <laughs> happened for someone out there. Monty Franklin is with us at Comedy Works downtown in Larimer Square through the weekend. Thanks for coming in for us today. No and, worries. You know, serenading me. No, of course. Vegemite. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.